Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I now we're gonna go with we. We now have be going with we? I think we're gonna go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre-mid or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash btw podcast the details will be in the show notes that's ko hyphen fi dot com forward slash btw podcast and one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee you all know i like coffee so shout out to latoya shante soul inspired kimberly hall and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Hediox Radio, D-Rock, D-Living Style. Woo! Yo, another day in Wally World, Connecticut. Oh, man, exciting stuff going on. Yesterday, we had the privilege of, of sitting down with two triathletes, two iron women um, from, uh, you know, the running and endurance community who during the pandemic decided to launch a business yo this story is incredible when i heard it, i was like yo i gotta have him on the show that was in the garden and beautiful pictures i'm like hey. so how did you guys get started like what made you decide to to launch a business during this uh during this pandemic so yeah i was curious so we had them on the show yesterday interesting story um, so I can't wait to to release that episode. I'll be writing a little bit about it um, because I think it's uh, it's incredible. When you think about like friendships over a period of time, um, these two ladies were um, 
were uh, Facebook friends, you know, uh, in the endurance community. Someone, one of them, Nickus reached out to Zaza and it's like, you know, she had seen her completed race. And then Nickus had a race at uh, MCM and Zaza the following day came down there to cheer on the people in support. So they reached out and they formed a, a sort of like a, uh, a sisterhood, a bond. And now they've launched a business, you know, Exposed Vegan. Oh, I'm excited about their, um, their business, you know. I think it's, uh, I think it's incredible. Listening to an, uh, a, 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 a podcast, This American Life, they were doing this story about guys, you know, these two guys who had moved um, to a new, a new city, you know, so they didn't have any friends there. So they were trying to connect, you know, and one guy, I guess, was, I wouldn't say, it wasn't creepy, just awkward. I guess is the word. I don't know if I would go on meetup.com and meet guys that just, you know, how do you form new friends as you get older was the, uh, what the, what the episode was about. So it made me think about these two young ladies, these two women who formed a friendship and now they've got a, uh, a business, you know, I guess it might be easier for, uh, I don't know if it's easier for women to do it or guys do it. I guess you might connect or whatever. You know, I was talking to a guy who was from, um, I'm tempted to say India or Pakistan. And he was here and he said, well, I want to, you know, I want to study up on football so I could have something to talk about with my friends. You know, the, the not friends, you know, just, just his coworkers. And he said he really didn't care for football, but he wanted to, he wanted to learn about it so he would have something to contribute to the conversation it's like okay i hear you but i think at some point like if you're really not into it you're not into it like uh you're not into it you're not into it because somebody you know you're remembering all these stats and having to recall the facts of you know what happened in game six do you remember and it was down but if you can at some point it's like yeah no i just i just did this for the uh you know for the with the banter back and forth. Hmm. I guess that could be a thing. I don't know. So I, I think it might be easier for, uh, I don't know if you say, say it's easier for, for women to do it or not. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. I just reached out to a, a, uh, a DJ. We were at um, a grand opening rundown is a sneakerhead spot in Bridgeport, Connecticut that recently opened up. Um, I spoke about it yesterday. There was a gentleman there, a guy, a 24-year-old, 24-year-old you know, he's the owner of the, of the business. He used to come into uh, Scout Adventure in um, Stamford, Connecticut. And one of the employees said, yeah, I remember him coming in. Um, he lives in Bridgeport. He said, I remember when he used to come in and stand online to cop sneakers. Um, the guy is still at Scout Adventure. And um, meanwhile... This 24-year-old who was standing online to get sneakers is now the owner of this, uh, of this store. And it was just like, wow, you know, some people have a vision, have an understanding, like what they want to do. Um, we're going to have him on the, um, on the show. And so he had a DJ at the uh, grand opening. I spoke to the DJ and I wanted to, to talk to him and find out about you know, uh, in, in talking with the DJ, he said, yeah, I've got a friend who was on a radio station and he, you know, he, was, he said he has to pay for his slot. Like he has to pay for his slot? 
I thought the DJs at the radio station, I guess maybe every station may have a different arrangement, but that bit of information piqued my interest. So I reached out to him. He just pinged me just a little while ago and was like, yo, call me on Monday. We spoke yesterday. Um, but just having an understanding of like, yo, there's, there's an opportunity. And I think about the radio station here in, in Connecticut. I don't even turn it on. Like, and sometimes I would turn it on. I was like, oh, oh my God. Morning radio. Mm, I don't know. It's like, there's, there's an opportunity. And then when you, when you're, when you're listening to it and as you go, like I'm, I'm north in the state. So as I've come further down towards like Bridgeport, Stanford area, the, uh, the station, it loses its uh, connectivity. So now you don't even, you don't even have it. So just the opportunity is like, yo, why wouldn't you pop another station in Connecticut? Or maybe, you know, you just have to do your own thing. And thinking about like the Connecticut artists that are here. And I, I've asked several people and I keep getting the same response that they don't support each other. They don't support each other. You know, we don't, they don't, Connecticut artists don't support each other. I'm like, what? What is that? I don't understand that. That's baffling to me, you know? Walking through the Connecticut Post Mall on Sunday, I saw a team of individuals um, from Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia, and they had a booth inside of, what's up, Mac? They had a booth inside of the Connecticut Post Mall cleaning sneakers. You know, cleaning products for uh, for sneakers. I'm I'm an old school toothbrush and dishwashing liquid or whatever, and, and that was that. That's it. But now they've got you know organic products and everything else with brushes and you know he had a whole they had a whole system designed so you can put your the, the, the old the old school shoe shine, but now the base of it is is sort of hollowed out. So while they're scrubbing and the water can go into you know, catch into the base as opposed to just flooding out all over the, uh, the, the, the mall floor. But the whole idea of like, yo, I'm going to come from Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia to Connecticut to produce, you know, to, 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 to push my product. And that's, that's one of the other themes that, that I kept hearing is like, yo, Connecticut is a money pit. People come here to make their money and then they bounce. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you Unite. Why wouldn't you work together? It's in your interest. If there's, there's obviously money here, why wouldn't you support each other? There's enough money to, to, to you know, for all of all these artists to, to be successful. If people are recognizing that they come here, they come to do shows in Connecticut. They, um, people come here to, but you have different, um, festivals or different this guy is going into the store he's got a unique way of opening up the door he didn't use his hand he used this part of his his arm still on your body um, get gloves i was thinking about getting some gloves man i don't know but yeah so i'm like <clears throat> i'm standing in front of the dnd that's that's where we're you know uh, broadcasting live from but there's enough resources in connecticut enough money in connecticut for you to be successful if that's what you wanted to do and so yeah i'm like why 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 would you just continue to perpetuate this this uh theory that oh we just don't support each other and this is not like the first anytime i ask um an artist in connecticut yo what what why 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 isn't there like a notable artist that that's come out of connecticut this i mean it's a huge state like it can't be that they all suck 
I mean, that's that that thought hadn't crossed my mind. That they just all suck. They can't be. They just they all suck. But everybody keeps saying the same thing. They don't support each other. They don't support each other. I don't know. I find it different. You know, I have a um I'm I'm inspired by a lot of uh, of, of of females. And I was joking with one of the uh, the guests yesterday and I said, yo, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of women. I'm wondering if that makes me gay. I don't think it makes me gay. I'm inspired by a lot of women. Not that I'm not inspired by men. But they're, they're, I'm, I'm seeing, the maybe it's the frequency or maybe it's just what's out in the news, but there are a lot of women who are doing incredible things. And when I hear their stories, I'm like, damn. Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. So when a nurse reached out to me, that's how I started. Uh, so a nurse reached out to me. She had seen this mask. I had seen the fabric in uh, in Walmart. I was walking through Walmart, and I happened to come across. I seen this fabric. I was on the phone talking with a potential guest, and she was sharing her story with me. And I looked over by the fabric section. I wasn't shopping for fabric. I just happened to be in there. I, I think I was on an ice cream run, you know, mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's. I was on. I was on an ice cream run. And so I walk, I'm walking down um, the aisle, coming past the electronics, and, and then I see this fabric. And they had it like in a bunch. It's like squares, and they have, you know, different patterns, same color scheme. And um, I was like, oh, that might, that's an interesting pattern. It's like chemicals or whatever in here. So I said, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to make a, um, I'm going to make a mask out of this. And the ribbon, this ribbon is what wrapped up the, what wrapped up the pack. It was like maybe like a four or five pack of um, a half a yard or a yard or a half a yard of um, a square, you know, some fabric. I'm like, okay, I think I like that. And I'm talking to the woman. And she can tell, I guess, I was a little distracted. I'm like, oh, I just seen this fabric. It's pretty. I think I'm going to make a, um, a mask out of it. So I did. And I hand sewed it, you know. I sewed it by hand because I didn't have a sewing machine at the time. But it is, once I posted it, just because I needed, I just wanted something different to wear. The one that I had made previously, you know, I wasn't going anywhere during the lockdown. I was pretty much in the house. And when I decided that I was going to venture outside, I, you know, I put on a mask. So a friend who's a nurse saw me in the mask. He's like, are you selling those? And I was not selling the mask at the time. And, but I, I said, yeah, uh, you, you know what? Yeah. And I called my sister a little later on. I was like, yo, I got to go and get me a, a sewing machine. So I went to the Goodwill and got a sewing machine from the Goodwill for like $25. Like $26 or whatever with the pack. But it's that one question, someone asking you a question about something. Uh, and she's in Connecticut. And so the whole theory of saying, yo, you know, she she's just a supporter of, of, um, of the work that we do here at Behind the Wheel. You know, so your questions, your... Your answer, you checking in on someone or asking a question can make a difference. That I, I hadn't sewn in so long. It's been years. And then you, you, you um, sort of like remember, dang, I missed the creativity. I missed the seeing something in, its, uh, in, a, in a raw state where it's not, it's not fashioned yet. You know, it's not put together. But you have this, you see it, and then it triggers something inside of your mind and you start oh yeah i can i can i can see this together and so the whole creative process gets to uh you know the juices start flowing and next thing you know you're like wow you know yeah i can do this Mm -hmm. so later on today 
we have a um, a sneaker brand uh, from Kenya. And so the CEO, we're going to be talking to the CEO of, and I'm tempted to say, I'm, I'm probably butchering the name, but I should probably get the name, the pronunciation correct before, um, while we're talking. Edna, Edina, E-D-N-A, Edina, I believe is what it is. Yeah, so we're going to have her, um, Nava, on the, uh, the show. She's the CEO of the company. It's a, it's a sneaker brand from Kenya, and I'm um, excited about having her on the show. Oh, man, good times. I can't wait. And then also we have up um, an attorney, which is cool. We were talking, uh, we talked briefly after the, the Breonna Taylor um, announcement where they, they refused to indict. She said, yo, they, most people don't know about wanton endangerment. And the only way they would know about it is if the prosecutor mentioned it. And so the, he said the prosecutor has a certain amount of influence over the case. So he presents the material to the grand jury. They present whoever, him or she, presents the material to the, to the grand jury. And if that's the way they want it to go, that's usually what they get. That's the outcome that they would get. You know, there was an attorney in, um, in New York. He said, yo, you could, you could get a prosecution for a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. So it's the, it's the material that he presented. He presented wanton endangerment. And every time I hear the, um, the description of it, because of the, the white family who was next door, they were more concerned with the family who was next door. I said there's a black family that was living upstairs, but the Wharton endangerment charges, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't pursue that for the black family that was upstairs. But they did for the family who was next door. But not, they didn't see anything wrong with them killing Brianna. Which just seems, what's up, Bruce? Which just seems odd. When you hear it, like, it just seems like, oh, no, 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 well, you could, you, you, we're going to charge, we're going to, you know, we're going to pursue charges because you shot into a uh, a, 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 how, a home with occupants. But we're not going to charge you for killing someone. No, no, you're, we're good there on that. <laughs> it's like, so they're going to be releasing the transcript. So we're going to have uh, this attorney up who was a former prosecutor. She's going to be on the show a little later on today, 1230. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I was speaking with a, a, um, a uh, was in contact, was listening to a podcast. Michael Lewis is against the rules. And on there, he had a Harvard professor who started this new class, How to Talk Gooder. And so I reached out to uh, her, and she's supposed to be giving me a buzz back a little later on because I'm interested in the course. You know, I thought it was interesting. You know, How to Talk Gooder. Hearing on the episode, I'm like, yo, this is, this is, uh, this is, I think this is some, some tight information. Yeah, it might be something that would be helpful to different, uh, in different fields of work. Yeah. You know, so anything that's going to give you an edge. And then the, the, his coaching this season, uh, his first season was about referees. This season is about coaching. And this particular episode was talking about, like, the advantage that coach, coaching would give people. And so those people who, um, who, who, typically don't need it or you would think well they don't need the coaching they've already got an edge they're the ones who are going and getting coaching um and the folks who who need it was like ah, no nah, i can do it about it i don't i don't need the coach 
I'm good. But you know, coaching as as an industry has been out. It's been around for years. You, know, you think about executive coaches, and now you can get a coach to you know, and not just a a, a running coach, but a performance coach. You know, you have coaches that are, you have a podcast coach. You have, I guess, you have coaches that might be doing eyelashes, insurance. Just every industry, everybody's got a coach. So go figure. Go figure. So I'm sitting in the um, the postal after office or after shipping out. Uh, the material there's a next to me there's a fiat a, little, a fiat and, and the woman's in, in, in the car and she's like oh you know we're talking and she had uh meditation beads and i was you know just just exploring becoming a little familiar with uh that had inquired to a friend you know reached out to him online hey yo kev listen man you tell me about these meditation beads so we had just you know had this conversation so you know, that's an interesting way to put on the mask it was like a whole hat he just pulled it right down over his face like, okay, there's other ways to get it over your head. There's no other way to kind of put it just look like. I thought he was putting on a, like a T-shirt. So we had just talked about meditation beads. So when I looked over in the Fiat and I seen the beads, I was like, oh, those are meditation beads. Let me, you know, talk to this woman about her beads. And we get to talking or whatever. And she said she's there. There's some free courses at um, on Harvard. Um, so you can go to Harvard's website. And they have like a ton of free courses. And it's just free information. So, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> Harvard, EDX free courses, Harvard. And so, yeah, there's a ton of courses that you can get. Uh, it's free. It's a free resource. So, yeah, why not tap into it? Mm-hmm. So, here, here's three questions for you. A, B, C, select your, your, your answer. And um, then I'm going to give you the, the key to it. All right? Here we go. Mm-mm. All right. So do you think flame retardant uniforms are A, sexy? Ooh, excuse me. B, smart? C, safe? Question number two. If you could buy time, how much would you spend? Hmm. A, 25 cents. B, 50 cents. C, a dollar. Generally speaking, do you try to A, Stick to your principles. Have no principles. Avoid principle. Avoid the principle. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Hopefully you kept track of your answers. So if you answered A to any of the questions, then you should consider a position of a head instructor at the Meter Maid Trade School and Beauty Bar. Again, these are not real professions. Good morning, Tanjo. How you doing? What's up, Bruce? Max Shafton wrapping up. If you answered B to one question, then you have you love life too much to work. So just sit around and uh, become independently wealthy, I guess. Mm. Or no, you would already have to be independently wealthy. Just sit around and not work. Yeah. If you answer C to none of the questions, then you should be a presiding judge at the food court in the local mall. I don't know that was such a uh, a position, a food court at the local mall. So the job there is a meter maid. Who knew? Who knew? These are not, it's it's a meaningless way to find meaningful work. Yeah, so, you know, find your passion. That's what's happening now. So I can't wait to, um, people, uh, 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 I keep identifying or coming across people who during this pandemic have launched business. I am losing track. Um, I, I actually got to start writing it down. I'm losing track of individuals who've 
launched businesses during the pandemic. So people have decided, you know what, I'm going to tune out of, of what's going on around me and focus on my passions and things that they find interesting and they start pursuing. And next thing you know, they've launched a business. They've launched a business. With that, I don't know what you all have going on today, but whatever it is, y'all make it a good one. Peace. We out of here.